Hi, it's Happy Hour from Uptown New Orleans. I'm Peter Raschuti, sitting in for the great Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. And Because that's New Orleans, and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks that have nothing in common other than the fact that they're all New Orleanians in a bar. Today, we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Wayfair is a restaurant and bar serving handcrafted food and spirits with a whole new menu and radically new happy hour. A three-hour happy hour. It doesn't get much better than that. Every day from three to six, everything is half price. Drinks and appetizers, Wayfair on Ferret Street. Uh, we have some great people with us. I'm going to start off with our co-host, uh, Andrew Duhon. Uh, thanks for uh, bail- getting me through this. Yeah, man, good to see you. You're a natural. Uh, Grant does a great job, but I have full faith in you. Oh, thank you so much. And, uh, he's my favorite New Zealander. I agree. He's, he's I my, don't know many. But... I don't know many. There's a... Uh, yeah. Let's go around the table. I'm going to start with Anastasia. Um, thank you so much for coming. You, I know a few things about you. You were a ballerina. Uh, uh, ballet student. Ballet student, yes. They, uh, oh, sorry, and you, uh, sorry. And you're here in New Orleans, but you've been elsewhere. Uh, I've traveled a lot, but yeah. I've always lived here. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I'm a native. You're a native, yeah. There's, and, you're, and you're Greek. And I'm Greek. Hmm. A, do you do any Greek things? Like eat Greek salad or what do you do? I make the best Greek salad you'll ever have. Which, oh my gosh, that's uh, mm-hmm. I think that was an invite. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> and Davis, I've got to tell you, I have been so impressed with the little bio I got on you because it says, like New Orleans, Davis Rogan is always one bad move away from falling on his ass. <laughs> yes, that's uh, David Simon. Oh, you, yeah, you, oh, that's my one sheet. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, I, I think I have quality publicity materials, and I, I believe that's uh, conveyed. You were quoting... Sarah Silverman said something nice about you, Dave. Well, I, I say lots of nice things about her, too. <laughs> now, how are you tied to the Carver? Uh, the Carver? I, I'm employed by the Carver Theater. Okay. I'm, I'm tied via a, 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 a remuneration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens on a weekly basis. So. That is so great. Let's work. We're on. Uh, we're going to talk about banking. Yes, we're, we're absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're, you're, the, you're the talent scout? I'm the talent buyer. Okay. And how does that work? Do you go to bars well, all the time? And... Uh, I, I, I mean, if we were, were we leaving out this guy? Or, no, we're, okay, I was going to just see if you get the beginning oh, part. Oh, actually, we're, we're rolling. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's very different from being a musician in as much as it's not actually. I just I call booking agents and they never return my calls or do anything oh. for me, which is just is vastly different from the other side. Except no, it's not. So that's basically what I do. Now we actually have musical talent just to your side. Ah, uh, that's well, that's that's, that's, right, it, Noah. that's well, okay. Yeah, tell us what what musical talent you have. You did you did not bring an instrument, so I assume you're a vocalist. I didn't bring an instrument. No, I, I we're all supposed to bring something. I think there's a I brought a lap beaker, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a vocalist. I'm a, a bass player, electric bass player, uh-huh. which is, uh, you know, not the greatest instrument to perform acoustically and by yourself. So mm-hmm, when I was true. invited to come on the show, I said, yes, I will, but I cannot uh, perform an acoustic solo song. I'm sorry. Well, you know, can I say you, you did get the memo about the frames, though? The glass yeah, frames? Yeah, you, you both I did indeed, terrific. yeah. But, uh, and I've got good news for you, No, I saw a concert... Bonnie Raitt a couple of months ago, and she said that all of her husbands and boyfriends were bass players. So, hang in there. That is good news, yeah. uh, (laughs) And you know, she was also married to the the guy in Caddyshack. Remember the guy, the the greenskeeper, the Danny... Isn't that hard Chevy to believe? Really? No, Danny the Greenskeeper. Get know. out of here. Yeah, like yeah. Like the right. main guy. Yeah. That's just, so, you never know how these things go. There's, uh, so I'm, I'm thinking good things for Noah is what I really uh, really am in here. I would say so. By the way, have you guys been to the Wayfair before? No, no Stacy, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this, uh, isn't this Bill Long's Bakery? No, that's that was Hyatt. That's Hyatt, yeah. Ah. That unfortunate, yeah. Yes. Okay. But, yeah, that was, yeah. You oh, we're, not talking about, we're not talking about the old Ferret Street. We're on to the new Ferret Street. Well, oh, we're not yeah. talking about Murder. I think this place was the old boxing ring on Florida. Oh, they used yeah. to have Friday night fights. Oh. You know That's what, what I like? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. In fact, this was the boxing ring, and then uh, you got the Ancora, the pizza place next to it. Mm-hmm. And the pizza place in the back, it's, I think it's so cool. They have meat hanging, and you can see it through a glass. Yeah. And I, with the with the boxing place next, I thought it was kind of a rocky thing. You know, I, <laughs> right. this is the most tender beef I have ever had. You know, so it's uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, they uh, 
And Andrew, people should know that you are a singer-songwriter in real life. Mm-hmm. A songwriter-singer, yes, sir. Really? Well, how do you decide? How are you going to oh, do that? I don't know. I just heard that once. I thought it was... I, I think uh, I, I gravitate toward, uh, you know, writing songs, and I think... I think I'm lucky in the way that I, it feels like I can perform them convincingly. If not, I'd have moved to Nashville already and, you know, to trying to sell songs to other people. But luckily I can tour around uh, playing my own tunes and uh, sometimes with a trio, sometimes solo, stay small, keep it all, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, but it's a bumper it, yeah, sticker, it's a, if nothing else. I... It's a pleasure uh, and I feel lucky to be able to just, you know, play a song and sing it and that feel like a good enough conveyance of the tune that Dave, you know. you're always looking for talent I brought some here there you oh, go this is good, so good great let's talk let's, let's, let's talk. talk no one leaves until somebody gets booked this is the way it's gonna, <laughs> gonna go <laughs> Davis can I, can I ask you a question sure um, would we share the opinion that the Green Parrot in Key West is one of our favorite places we've ever played because I know you played there. Yes, I, 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 I will. As a matter of fact, I knew that you knew that I played there because I saw some reminiscence about how you were like walking down the street and saw me on the marquee and you yeah. posted something about that. So I was like, oh, Andrew's in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. In yes. fact, I knew that you were there because I was there when you were playing. I was playing down the street. And exactly. sure enough, you, that's right. Yeah. No, the, the, green, the Green Parrot, it's part of like a, a dying breed. Imagine a show where, that was like a road show where you showcased dying public venues that actually like gave a rat's ass and did the right uh-huh. things in terms of the music and the musicians and you can travel from spot to spot oh wait but this is this out, I'm copywriting this idea or you can take it it's out there neither here nor there yeah no 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 Green Parrot one of the last great cool places let's talk about other great cool Earth. places while we're at it yeah. um, who else fits in that road show um geez like places that get it like the Beachland in Cleveland? Never been. Um, what about the uh, Oyster Bar in St. Louis? Ooh. Uh, you, would you oh, give they, D- Noah's nodding on that one. There's yeah, I'll a, be there in like two weeks. I really? Think. Nice. Yeah. So you you play at these down and out venues around the United States, I guess. Yes. Well, it's, it's it's various places where they love the New Orleans and they love the New Orleans music, and 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 we we go out and we present our music, and then we smile and eat their jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Well, that and is we don't We don't <laughs> discompliment their attempts at New Orleans cooking. It's well, just, you, you got to smile and nod and. Smile, nod, and eat the jambalaya. Well, yeah. what now? So you're a painter. That is right. So yeah. do you, where do you show? I show at Jonathan Farrar Gallery oh, here in New Orleans. That's a real gallery. It's he, a real these gallery. These guys are <laughs> real life gallery. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good, you're, you're of a higher nature than some of these others here. They, uh, it's, uh, so <laughs> no, I'm just not a musician. Oh, you're all artists. That is great. We're why, all artists. why did you do it? You just decided you just didn't want to go to work or... Uh, is that why you all went to these that's, fields? That's a good question. I would say um, before I had picked up a guitar or thought that I might be able to write something, um, I would have wanted to be an entrepreneur, I think. Oh. But then the uh, the passion of, or it wasn't a passion at the time, it was just a hobby that developed into a passion, but uh, to, to start writing things and then record it. And then once you have a CD, then the product or the idea, so to speak, that you need to be an entrepreneur falls in your lap. And then you decide if you want to be an entrepreneur by day and an artist by night sort of is thing. That what which, you, is that what you are? Yeah, I think these days when you can do it yourself, that, that requires you to be a business owner, an entrepreneur. So you have to think in those terms, at least for part of the day, you know, and, and hope the, to find the that bad balance. The bad part of the day. The ba- exactly. Yeah, really, it's got to be a balance. That's the other thing. Yeah. Part of the day. I, don't, I don't think you decide to be an artist. You, don't, think, you think it was no, it's born in you? No, it, it, it decides to be you. Is it yeah. like when you become a, like when you become a priest and somebody... A, God no, comes it, to talk to you in the middle of the night? Cho- yeah, it chooses you. It's always yeah. exactly like Not that. Not that you can't <laughs> do other things, right? It's true. Mm. Yeah. And God gave me a base, and one thing led to another, and uh, yeah, there's... Wow, there's a... Now, you, 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 were you that kid in the class that nobody else could draw, and you could draw, things like no, that? No, I'm not a real drawer. No? I'm just... I'm just... No, I just have it... I just had to do it. And it, what would we see you in? I'm an okay drawer. I'm just not yeah, like yeah, that savant right, person who can draw. Yeah, yeah they, maybe. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you paint with oils, watercolor? I do. I do. Yeah. And yeah, I do oil painting, watercolor. I do installation work. I just made a piece about a month ago with upholstery foam in between two trees oh. at the Mermaid. Lounge? Uh, what was it? The Mermaid. Mermaid Lounge. It's Lounge. now the Rusty Nail. No, but the... Underneath the airport? Chaspet. Underneath the... No, no, oh, at, no, the, at the show, uh, the reunion show. Oh, the, the Mermaid reunion. All musicians oh, yeah, right. and some... Yeah, it was good. But yeah, so I do... <laughs> yeah, I, I paint the land. Yeah, y'all missed that one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they this more is like don't gallery type. I heard it was happening. It was fun. That's cool. Yeah. And I got to do a piece. Would I know any of that? Oh, uh... 
<laughs> Norco Lapalco. Oh, Norco oh. Lapalco is awesome. Oh, come on. They are. We I, love, they I are love Lou Tevino. Lou Tevino is one of the great <laughs> uncelebrated voices of New Orleans. The band Lump was absolutely beyond yeah. seminal. It, uh, the, it was, Some of uh, the Lump people were there. Yeah, so. Um, I wonder what Louisiana Power and Light and New Orleans Refining Company think of the band. I, that was, uh, it's evidently, it's not, big en- it's not big enough to, to get in a tizzy over, so I guess they're flying, <laughs> well, they're no, flying we, below the radar for we now. We haven't asked Noah where we'd see you play um, when I you're play, in town. I play primarily. I imagine you're in a band then. It's just a I single bass really player by himself. It's, <laughs> it's an amazing show. Yeah, I play primarily with a band called Naughty Professor. That's oh, oh, dude. Oh, right wow. Wow. that's great. Actually, he, he, is leaving here. Here. he is leaving here with a gig, so there, what do you know? <laughs> that is great. That is, and I then, see. Um, yeah. I've been I trying to get in touch with you guys, but never mind. I recently started doing my own project about a year and a half ago, just titled The Noah Young Band, and I just released a CD under that name uh, earlier this month, so I've been kind of, you know, trying to get out and promote that. And Is it just you, your bass, and your no, singing? No, you... it's uh, me and my bass and no singing, and a drummer, <laughs> two keyboard players, a guitarist, and a saxophone player. Oh, so very, it's very a good. big, big six-piece electric instrumental ensemble. Well, let me ask you, when I, the three of you guys, at least ask you, uh, I always hear musicians saying they're just going to go sit in with somebody else. Is that just something you don't, do when you're off? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let's let not even. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get paid, or how does that work? Oh, well, that's for starters. And secondly, you're like <laughs> imposing on somebody else's time. You yeah, know? I, try, I try to keep my stage. Uh, I practice isolationism in my stage. You know, nobody in, nobody out. Just keep yeah. my stage without any anybody sitting in. So people don't confuse like that was Andrew. I'm kidding. I, I, oh, man, I we, do. We I do. so just shot down your segue. No, I mean sitting in <laughs> as you go if you know somebody and they'd like to have you play. I mean, there's the wonderful thing which is people who know each other who say, hey, yeah, and you get called up on stage because you have a common vocabulary and you can share it, and you can improvise. Yeah. And then there's the uh, horribly embarrassing people who feel like they should be part of the show and uh-huh. you just kind of have to oh, like yeah. shut oh, them that, down. That yep. would be rough, I think. Yeah. yeah they. Yeah. Uh, now, when you get up in the morning, do you? Start painting at eight in the morning. Or I mean, something? like I get out of bed and I paint. Like, really? Just, is that? I, no. I would never <laughs> paint. <laughs> you sleep in a smock. It's incredible. They, uh, they, uh, yes, what? the smock is, is imperative. S- the palette, the beret. It's all. It's all. Beret. That would and be nothing it. else. Just that. I just <laughs> picture that. Okay. Uh, do you have a? I mean, sometimes you hear writers say, "I keep a very strict." No, I'm, I have like no. Yeah, that would be I, nice, I, wouldn't it? I, I work every day, but sometimes it's just like sitting in the studio, looking at. And is your studio in your home? It's the downstairs of my house, yeah. Okay, so you need it's to great. separate it. It's a great it. place. Yeah. But I do want to say, since I'm surrounded by these musician people, that my show that I just that just closed two days ago at Johnson Ferrara was called Sisters, and it was all about female musicians. So it was each piece, there were, I think, 19 in the show, was about my relationship to these different artists, from Janice to TLC to Nina to Billy... So oh, I mean, wow. I'm, so I'm very involved with first... music in my own way, even though I'm not a musician. But... When you're using the first name, that's a sign you're. Well, pretty... that, those are the titles of the okay, pieces, all right, they, which uh... I wrote on the wall next to the work. So now Davis Grant actually... was at my opening, and, ah. and Davis once played as a transvestite just to get into the show with you, which is <laughs> terrific. They, uh... Yeah, <laughs> I have debased myself for uh, for any for publicity on any number. Speaking I've of debasing that. yourself in publicity, I would like to let people know that the Carver Theater is now alive and open for business. Oh, that's and amazing. It's one of the it's great big, things to talk about. It's a big new, you know, like the state and the city and the feds just put a bazillion dollars into the place and, and they've actualized it into something. Um, great Monday, Wednesday, Thursday night, we have these weekly series. So there's blues on Monday. Um, Frenchman Street Styley Jazz Bands on yep. Wednesday and the TBC Brass Band will be holding down Thursday starting at 8 o'clock so for all those people in real life who have real things to do the next day um, we decide to oh, yeah. do I, maybe I'm a, of a certain age no I don't know the kids no, these days fine. but but has <laughs> been up for three days for, for dudes of a certain age you know um, we've got so for you know, you know you got kids you have a real job you have whatnot. we are starting nice and early we want to have people come out and support that we got some food trucks, and it's a very reasonable... Um, what do the weekends look like at the Carver? The weekends look like some very exciting bands that I'm wrangling contracts with. So uh, You should have... invite A.J. Croce, because I know he was interested in that theater. I would love to have A.J. I want to introduce we, we, in fact, have a, Jim Croce's brother? We have a son. No way! We have a five-foot-eight uh, chickering. We have a really lovely piano in the upstairs lounge will, area. I think he wants to play at the Carver. Well, I will, oh. I will have him any time. And... 
you've been on my radar too, so no, no yes. I'm, I'm pointing to Noah for those well, of you in radio. Well, when, I see, when I see the naughty professors on a telephone pole, I just... Is that still I've, legal? I've taught at Tulane for 30 years. I want to be the naughty professor. <laughs> I, there's a, how did you come up with that, by the way? Did you have a naughty professor? It's really not a very good story, but um, <laughs> we I'll tell it anyway because, you know, we're just talking here. Uh, the band started when we were all freshmen at Loyola, and we pretty quickly got together and, and had a gig opportunity that we wanted to do. So then, of course, we had to come up with a band name, which is always the most difficult thing in my experience. And, um, you know, we just talked about it for a week and had so many different ideas that were all shot down. And then our trumpet player was talking about how he had an English teacher who was really hot and kept wearing less and less clothing throughout the semester. And female? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who I believe has moved and gotten married since then. But um, I'm interested. I'm very interested. (laughs) The term naughty professor came up and, you know, it was the best thing we could come up with. So it stuck. It stuck. Yeah. I I, I thought it was downright clever, you know. Oh, absolutely. They, um, Andrew, what do you perform under? Andrew? Or? Yeah, I haven't haven't come up with something clever yet, <laughs> so yeah. I just go with Andrew Dubon. What, what you know, I just want to thank you for all the leads that you sent me about performing solo in England, because the nice thing is, is that none of it panned out so much as I started a conversation <laughs> with people who were interested and I was able to set up something really successful that was awesome. So Did you? Yes. I mean, and, right. and not just, not just, I mean, like the ABC leads didn't follow so much as the start emailing people over there until you find someone who's hip to you. Oh, right. Yeah. And that totally worked out. Dude. You know what I would use? Yes. I would use Grant's accent. That's what I would use. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get through. Oh, no, no, no. If you, they, they, they actually like the way Americans sound, oh. which is just so strange because you could go over there and you're like, all of a sudden you hear someone from the Midwest and your blood starts to curl and, and they're just like, oh no, it's fascinating. I'm like, really? <laughs> and you can't make fun of their accents. No, I'm I not going to do was, that. I was, I, was, I was poo-pooed on the world you service. Can. Really? Yes. Well, you don't want to be poo-pooed anywhere, but particularly but on, not on the world not, service. Not on the BBC they, World Service. Now, the three musicians, I got to ask, did you do this because um, what hit you to be a, be a musician? I mean, did you just like to work at night or did... Uh, I um, wrote some funny words, and so I kind of taught myself a little piano. Piano is what you're... Okay. Yeah. And, uh, no, did you start out with bass? Have you always been a bassist? Uh, I played drums for a while when I was younger. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got a bass, and I played both for a little while, and then I decided to stick with bass, which I'm very happy about now that I moved to New Orleans because there are so many great drummers here and okay, a lot less great bass players, I think. So I get the opportunity to play with a lot of great drummers all the time. And, and no, where were you coming from before you went to Loyola? Uh, Vermont. I grew up in Vermont, and I moved here when I was 19, about six and a half wow. years ago. So that was at Loyola, right? Yeah. And you're also from Because you were going to work at Ben and Jerry's, and then you decided, oh, oh, that's so great. Here, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, but you, so this is our question. So where did you go to school? Uh, high school? Yeah. Rummel High School. Gotcha. Bra. He knew, huh? Archbishop Rummel, brah. Brah. Why? You could have guessed Wait. that? Is, is that in Canterbury? Nah, brah. No. It's in Matry, <laughs> brah. It's in Matry. All right, what, no, All right, so where did you guys go to high school? Uh, I'm Franklin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. You have to pretend you're not smart. I mean, no, no, I just feel good. I'm not smart. No, I'm not smart. I just went to Franklin. Uh, I, just... I went to Ecole Classique. Yeah. Which doesn't exist anymore, right? I went to the one on Napoleon Avenue. Oh. Because it was two blocks from our house. And my mom had four kids in five years, so we went there. But yeah. um, <laughs> we were still always late. But yeah, now <laughs> it's in uh, Metric. Bro. Right oh, yeah. 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 There you go. Somebody should start a lingerie shop called Metri Bras. Oh, that would work. Yeah. Well, you mentioned yeah. your entrepreneurial You're spirit entrepreneurial. earlier. Right. I got ideas. You guys want to hear my latest ideas? Oh, sure. Sure. Can, I you, can I give you my elevator yes. pitch? I mean, definitely. Right, sure. Here's your elevator um, pitch. Go. So, um, I've already I've already done it a couple of times, but tell me what you think. It's a it's an event that happens kind of like a pilot fish festival off of something like Jazz Fest. Uh, there's a lot of post-festival activities, right? Mm-hmm. You got your DJs, your mm-hmm. your naughty professors, your jam yep. bands, uh, mm-hmm. your uh, psychedelic, whatever, your party stuff after. But nobody does anything before. Nobody does anything for the morning people. What if somebody comes to New Orleans? They want to maximize their day. They want to get up early, have a coffee and some breakfast, but they don't have an opportunity to do that and go hear the music that they love or pair it with any sort of event. So what if I posed a mellow AM vibe sort of bill of music to you, as well as some brunch, some coffee, some niche. mimosas, some bloodies. Niche, niche, niche. And we call this, we <laughs> call it Breakfast. Oh, my 
What a pop, Right? Oh, that is so great. So, yeah, you that's... need musicians to get up at that hour. You've got to... That is well, the challenge. No, I, I, I just find the musicians who are still up. <laughs> right, yeah, that's that's a thing. And, um, yeah, yeah, so... You need there? You need art with it, too. That's, yeah. Uh, I think waffles make it more than art. You need waffles. Waffles? You need waffles. Mm. So, that is, but I don't do, do the show at Waffle House. That's very Do you crowded. have you make your own waffles? Is it a thing? Yeah. I don't know, but MC Tracheotomy a few years ago at Jazz fe- uh, at a Voodoo Fest did a waffle-making performance at the oh, 11 a.m. show. It was so very good. So you can book him? Oh, you wow, can, yeah, no, I saw, I saw, King, take both I saw Harvey King make huh. a sandwich during an Iris May Tango show. Like, it was all part of the performance art as it was going. And Tom McDermott does a thing where he like makes gumbo and explains it while he's playing. Mm-hmm. I can just see right, Noah's be a four mind hour performance, spinning. right? He's mm-hmm. right now. He's just wondering what he can do on stage. He's like, he's like, he doesn't yes. need a gimmick anymore. He doesn't need. A, he's, <laughs> really, he's got, he's got youth and, and, and buzz and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't oh, yeah. need this stuff. Yeah, youth. He's, Let's talk to him about a steak and things like that. <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, we'll freak him out. Where, where in Vermont were you, by the way? I grew up in Boston, so. Uh, I grew up in a really small town called Marshfield, which is like a half an hour from Montpelier, about an hour from Burlington, about three hours from Boston. Mm-hmm. It's a town of like a thousand people. So Montpelier would be your big town. Exactly. I remember my dad, I was a young boy, my dad was going to get transferred to run his branch in Montpelier, and mother, mom said no. There's just too many cows, not enough people, and there's a, but it's a beautiful state. It is beautiful. It is. I mean, it's a little, it's a little cold this uh, half of the year, and I'm, you know, I'm very glad to be in New Orleans instead. But if you go in the summer, it's pretty nice. And uh, how'd you hear about Loyola? Just the, for the music program? Is that? Yeah. Were you chasing uh, a girl or anything? Is there anything else that? No, no okay, I was just, just looking at colleges with music programs, and I mean, there weren't really that many to choose from. I was looking at a place in New York and a place uh, in Montreal, which I didn't get into, and a few other places, and. Once I visited Loyola, was the pretty, pretty obvious choice, which is funny because it has a reputation of having a very prestigious jazz program. But once I went there, I've got to say it was pretty frustrating and not no. that great. And I left after a year and a half. But I'm very oh, well, happy that a, it brought me to New Orleans. And you did not become a priest. No. No, there's yeah. so much to know. So, that. speaking of aberrant things, what do you think about <laughs> five and six string basses? Uh, I play Worse than priests? Oh, shoot, then. Oh, never mind. Oh, that was a horrible lead. Uh, can and I, I ask think... a question? Sure, yeah. Yes. Since I'm surrounded by three musicians, yeah. uh-huh. everyone has a relationship with music. Everyone. True. But a lot of musicians, in my experience, don't have a relationship with art, with visual art. Oh. What? Oh, no, what, just Take these three guys. They probably... Wait, what is your relationship with visual art? They're renaissance men. I mean, yeah. I'm interested. Like, every, I mean, everybody... I and, think. You, and sometimes they're one and the same people, right? There's uh, yeah, Joni Mitchell or something well, like that. Well, yeah, but just, just trying. No, yeah. her Bob Dylan. Yeah, what Henry Miller, but he's That's not. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. What about, what about Shel Silverstein? What about him? Well, I mean, he was a he was an awesome songwriter who also did some pretty cool visual I stuff. I know, but it almost sounds like you're evading my question. Am I evading? What is my relationship? Yeah. Well, yeah, with like visual? what? Are you like, afraid I, of art? What is my my relationship? My relationship with visual art is that my big sister went to RISD on a scholarship and I didn't, so I don't All right, know well, then, art. Then you're right. out. You're out. Okay, what about just, you two? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I think. I, well, but, I mean, been, do you look at stuff? Do you sure, go to shows? Absolutely. Do you like painting? Take, do you, I, I think uh, going to the Tate Modern in uh, in London every year. Do you know, I make it to that's, that's uh, the cool. UK every cool. every summer, except for this summer. It looks like, but uh, been going for yeah, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years now, and that's always my favorite stop. I don't go to a whole bunch of museums, but that's. Well, That's if you're going to go to one, it's yeah, not a and, bad yeah, one. And, uh, you know, it used to be maybe a handful of places I would go, and it's 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 be- become just a trip to the Tate Modern. And I think that place has taught me that uh, it's much, you know, much like whatever the artist is giving to the medium, how, how much time, how much whatever it is that they're giving to it, that's how much you can take out if you spend time with it and, you know, experience it. And, you know, read a little bit about it and figure out how it was made. And uh, it can be the simplest thing, but when you when you admit the bravery that went into presenting this as... You know, they didn't just make it. They put it in a gallery and said, this is my fucking art. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and to do Let that, him have it, Andrew. Yeah, you know, <laughs> to do that is is uh, is brave with some of this stuff, oh, you know, Cause, because of the simplicity of true. it, you know? 
And, uh, well, and you're, it's, you're so vulnerable. You're sure, out. It's yeah. like you take your stuff and you put it for everybody to... And I think, the, I think these fellas understand, yeah, when you yeah. put out a song, then, then it's finished, practically speaking. You're putting it out there. You know, you're, you're presenting it as a finished piece, so... You know? It's almost like when you show your when you show art, like painting, a sculpture, installation, whatever you do, you're showing it. It's it's like the first time you play music for somebody because yeah. you all play this. I mean, all musicians well, I'd, I'd like play to admit stuff that my for people. Was flip and that his was sincere. I know. And I, actually I really to, sincerity is yeah. underrated. It's next to godliness, I think. Is uh, irony and sarcasm and all that other now, shit. Now, Noah, do you, no, pick, your, <laughs> you pick your <laughs> paintings I'm according to the bag? <laughs> only only because oh. I know you, David. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, do you pick your paintings according to what matches the sofa, or do you uh, is uh, you have some art background? Uh, <laughs> um, no, not really. I do enjoy some uh, some I guess visual art from time to time, but for the most part, I don't find myself really having the attention span to like go to a museum and look at a lot of paintings. And uh, how about the attention span yeah. to actually paint? Now that must be something. Yeah. Yeah. Really you, you must have it. But this last series, I did it all in a day. Each piece was done in a day. Is, is that is that the way you usually operate? No. I no. usually make paintings that take one to two months. But then I did this collaboration with a musician who yeah. uh, who taught me that, well, he would, he would come and he would create a song in real time, and I would create a painting in the three to six hours. He was over at my uh. studio, and I learned how to be fast and immediate yeah good for you they uh, any guy any people married i was just thinking about i'm not you're not are uh, you no i am no uh, davis I, i'm married to a greek woman as, oh that's as, right as, as, as you are you married to this greek woman no <laughs> all right so, no, no i didn't no, no, read no. anything of the show before i got here so. <laughs> yeah, another truth, greek truth woman told, we've, we've known each other for a gajillion years or something through the like greek that. women association yeah 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 yes yes yes, 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 yes. it's a very just it's a very it's a powerful association, small, but... Yeah. But, you know, if you guys go back to Greece now, you could buy the whole country, right? I mean, things are really rough over there. It's a good time to go to Greece. Good Everybody time. should go to Greece. That's uh, brought to, and shows brought to you today by the Greece, <laughs> Greece Tourism Council. They, uh, have you been? No. It's... it's Man, have, I have any go. of y'all been? They can't afford me. <laughs> they can't afford you, Not yet. Not, not now. But, no, they will. But, yeah, I mean, I've got to come around. We're going to work on that, I'm Davis. limited. I'm kind of limited to places that can, you know... Hire me at this yeah, point, but we, we I would love. Paid. I would love to. I would love to go. It's beyond and all. Davis, how do you how do you define success? I mean, you found these bands, and then uh, people like them. Is that how do you define success? I will. That put a, fannies in the seat. I mean, that's that a, that's thing? a well. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, there's a certain amount of like professional respect, but I mean, also, I, I think there's a certain amount of. Ah, God, punt, somebody. Punt. Uh, right, so, I okay. mean, well, here's a question. Like, as, as someone who's done his own booking for a long mm -hmm. time, only recently got an agent, man, that's great. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. but you know, uh, when I you... I think success could be having other people handle your shit for you. Yeah. Man, that's uh, really... Yeah. I think so. But, but yeah. as, as somebody who's handling the shit that other people are handling for themselves, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I'm booking my own shows, and your mm -hmm. question to me is... I've never heard of you, kid. How many people are you going to bring? Oh, yeah, that's you know, success. You say, you know, I'm simple good for metric. I'm good for, yeah. And, I mean, you know, if, if your only job was to deal with that metric, then anybody could do your job. But it's not just that. It's, but wait, if we promote this show, right. you know, and people in New Orleans are going to say, oh, I've never heard of that, but I'm going to check that out. Or, you know, something like that. You right. Know? Well, I mean, for Naughty Professor, I guess we can look at your Polestar numbers, but... Um, yeah, what... Yeah, how, would, how are you doing on Polestar these days? Uh, that's some inside I have no baseball. Idea. That's a, that's inside baseball beyond inside yeah. baseball. Sorry. Well, uh, no, do you book yourself? By the way, I mean, uh, do you have an I book my own project. Naughty Professor has a booking agent, okay. and uh, we have two managers we work with, and we released our last album on a record label. But all that, so people think we're very successful because of all that, but that doesn't mean that we're really making any money at the end of the day. You no, know? Perception is everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the longer I've been in the I'm so glad I gave you the free drink now. I've been growing the band, you know, the more I've also wondered, you know, what bands that I think are successful, are they actually successful? Or does it just look like they're doing a lot of shit and are they still not making any money? And then, and then the, the weirdest is like you go to clubs. Like I just remember like Proud Larry's. The first time I played Proud Larry's and I saw all these photos on the wall and it's all these people who are like my idols. And I'm like, they played this shit? But then you get to, then you, I, kind, I guess you kind of get to a point where you're like, you know, I mean, to be like relatively self-employed, I mean, to be self-employed and, and making 
your own stuff for a living is a is a is a blessing in this day and age. And, I, and I, yeah, the amazing challenge to me is is a band like you guys, Naughty Professor, having how many members are in the band? Six. Six members Whoa. in the band. I don't know what it's like to hit the road with six people and be like, all right, none of you guys are going to bail on us, right? You know, it just, you yeah. ha you need six people to do this, and then you have to split it six ways, more or less, however it shakes out. But, you know, when I started, I just got to hit the road, and if the, the gig paid 50 bucks, then that was gas and 20 bucks, you know? Yeah. It, but to a band of six, that just doesn't work. I, it, it's amazing to me to make the leap as a band of six to be able to be a successful touring band in whatever respect, that's a that's a tough thing to achieve, and yeah. you know it takes some real um, uh, stick to itness by six sure. people doing one yeah. thing. It's impressive, you know. And, uh, Noah, do you have a band psychiatrist? I would think that would be important. Um, no, oh. we don't. Okay, Just but yeah, we you know we like to fight and play <laughs> brothers. <laughs> you know? We like to argue and Is get it all, mad at all each males? other. Oh yeah. It's very, oh, yeah? it's very male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I like it. I like so it. You, now, do you miss having? Uh, you work all by yourself. Is I that, do. Is that okay, or is it? Do you miss people? Sometimes I just have to go out. Yeah, no, 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 no. You didn't no like I like being. I like, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I work. I love working by myself, but I have music all the time. Like so, it's me and my music, oh. and my and my work. Does the music set the tone for what you're going to paint? Yeah. Fuck yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Get in. <laughs> I think, yeah. You get some naughty professor behind you. <laughs> so we, don't, we haven't seen a painting, most of us, some of us. Uh, you know, I, if you gave us the um, mm -hmm. do classical artistic genre, it might not help me, but tell me... How about dimensions? Know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do, okay, I, do hu I call it human scale work, because okay. I like... For the viewer to be in the painting, yeah, I don't nice. like. Really, I like other people's stuff when you look at it, yeah. like the like this size. You're looking at it, but I like to be in it. Yeah. So in my work, nice. you're in it. Okay. If you choose to so, be. So generally. So six by six feet. Yeah. Which is kind of bigger canvases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. I do some larger stuff. And Fairly realistic, are we talking? Oh no, no, no. no. Well, this latest body work, it's just very expressive. Cool. Uh, mar a lot of marks and. Uh, okay. Some yeah. color, black and white, uh -huh. oil stick, turpentine. Did you start with graffiti? No, no, it's no. no. It's not like that. Not like that. I mean, I like that, but yeah. it's not. You're saying no. big projects. That's what yeah. I was thinking. There's no, a... I like big, big projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, nice. Is, is it weird booking people when you're also an artist? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I, I I actually, you know, I'm able to give myself a certain amount of distance from this because the Carver Theater is something that can hold a thousand people. So Whoa. I'm looking for people who can push a thousand tickets, and I'm not even I'm so not of that realm that this you know makes a perfectly acceptable side gig. But if you if you look at the uh, you know, like the schedule, and you think that it's rife with nepotism, then yes, but that's because I've been in the business for so long, and, and you know, I just, if I hire just my friends, then that's some quality stuff, so, you know, yeah. Honey Island Swamp Band, Dave Jordan in the Neighborhood Improvement Association, um, you know, Suki Malshtabu from Paris, France, yes, I've known all these people for a long time, they also kick ass, so, you know, that's good, uh, but, but, I mean, I detach my, I detach my, myself, and just step into wearing that hat for a little bit, and uh, you know, and, and do the best I can. Well, Dave, what is the car? Where does the carver fit in this? Like, before we had nothing. We had like the mm -hmm. dome and yeah. the arena. Now we've got the Civic. We mm -hmm. had the Harris well, announced last week. They're going to put a music. Band. Where did where yeah. does Carver fit in? It, it's uh, it's it's we're in the middle of a we're in the middle of a glut, and we're trying to find our way. And uh, I think that it, I mean one way to look at it is, it is all of a sudden it's like through all this you know. Um, infrastructure infusion. We all of a sudden have Carver, Orpheum, Joy, and 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 what do we do with them? And yeah. what do you do? But we're kind of going to zig where everyone else is zagging. So by instead of just selective one or two dates of big touring national act, we're really trying to say, like I said, the, the weekly calendar of the blues on Monday, the jazz on Wednesday, and the TBC brass band on Thursdays, in addition to shows on Fridays and Saturdays and some touring national acts and things of that nature. So um, just go to Carver.com and keep your eye on it, and uh, hopefully you find a show you like. And the sound and the lights and everything are just beyond stellar kind of quality. I mean, right. it would be nice if our civic leadership had figured out a way to put asses in the seats, but, you know, that's, right. that's our civic leadership. Well, speaking so of asses in the seats, Noah, yes. when you're, um, you're going to play someplace, is it a certain size venue each time, or is it do some places... 
bigger than others? Are or? you stronger in some markets than others? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, te- it depends very much. Uh, you know, in New Orleans, we have a pretty good following, and we'll play at, uh, you know, the Blue Nile or the Maple yep. Leaf or... Um, the Howlin' Wolf or Tipitina's, you know, okay. places that hold between probably two and 500 people mostly, you know. And But then when we're touring, it's a very wide range. You know, there are a few cities, uh, like some of our best are uh, Pittsburgh and Washington, D.C., and uh, also Burlington, Vermont, where I'm from. Oh, you yeah, know, maybe those homeboy. places we can actually bring 100 people to a show. But then there are a lot of places where we're bringing nobody. We played a gig last Saturday in Marble Falls, Texas, outside of Austin, and there were, like, eight people there, and two people were the guitar player's parents. You have the audience. You like to keep your you know. audience to band-to-audience ratio to, like, one yeah. to two or one to That's three. Right. That's right. That's how exactly. universities work. They are, wow. Yeah. And um, what do you do when you have a gig like that? You look out, and it's just <laughs> a few folks. I mean, you still got to do it and do it right, right? Yeah, I mean, either either it's really depressing because you spent all day and, you know, kind of the last six years leading up to that gig, or, like, the gig last week was actually pretty fun because we hadn't played in a while, everyone was in a good mood, and we actually played some really great music, and, you know, having a very small audience made us feel very comfortable, and we took some risks, and especially the kind of music we play, there's a lot of improvising, so it turned out quite well. Chance but to work stuff out. Well, I, I, the thing, this, yeah. this just brings me back to this time... I think it was like, and I went to my first, and I was uh, playing the um, the Harvest Time Blues Festival in Monaghan, Ireland, and it was the first time that I got off, I got out of customs, and there was someone there with a sign that said Davis Rogan, oh. and a really nice vehicle to take me to my really nice hotel, and I was just like, you know, this is the night, this is the time that you got to cherish so you can yeah. bank this oh, yeah. for oh, your yeah. next shitty night, because there will be a shitty night. Yeah. No matter how well, good it ever gets, there well, will always be I, another shitty night. When I land at an airport, I always just tell that person with the sign that I'm him. Yeah. That's it. I get great rides, really. Right? As, if I as long as the signs say yeah. Peter Raschuti, then you're good to go, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm Dr. Goldberg and a lot of different <laughs> things. Like wow. The, uh, now, you know, Andrew, if, first of all, you've been co-hosting this for how long? You were a child, Five I years, I don't Five know, years, yeah. Like wow. And uh, is this your other job? No, it no. doesn't pay anything. Oh, no. Oh, it's... I did not read it's right here. Yeah, You're no, actually I, right. They just not I, 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 uh, I consider it uh, an opportunity to come meet some interesting people like we, yourselves. We did that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'd say I'm on. I'm hitting the road half the time, and the other half, I'm, I'm here on Wednesdays. And, and uh, it's also, I like it because, uh, you know, if, if it's a show that feels like a good time to play a new tune, then I make sure I show up prepared with a new draft of something. And I think that uh, I can oh, wow. fall into that tumble dry of just tweaking things over and over again, and and I need I need to have so you something like stuff here. Yeah, totally. Oh, like awesome. every you know every time I play a song, it's something new. You know, wow, so I, I like that pushing that this show does for me. What do you What do all four of you do in social media? Do you? Mm. Have you noticed that some people are Facebook and other people are Twitter, and the twain shall never meet? Because <laughs> I I had a. Twitter, you know, no, I'm, I, I guess I'm a Facebook person, although I do have 500 followers on, on Twitter. I just never write anything. Oh, wow. That but, just shows you know. how good you are, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm huge what about promoting in the mid-sized car- markets. And what does the Carver do to get, get their name out? Oh, oh, the Carver, um, they're working with uh, the fine folks at Bon Marocker out there getting the word out there, and uh, they're doing a fine job. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I didn't print my talking points. <laughs> That's people, okay. but I do so believe curious. I talked about the huge stage and the yeah, 8 o'clock so start times and I all the other things. I was wondering what you did for, uh, what oh. about social media for a painter? Oh, how does, do, you, do, you, do you play that? Or Instagram? I do Instagram and Facebook and I just use them for shameless self-promotion. But do you find, you you see, I, do find, that. I find that my trick is that I do like interesting insight, humorous anecdote, plug. Yeah. <laughs> interesting insight, plug. So, you know, if you just got to space them enough so people don't get bored of you, because if it's just you plugging your shit, then they're going to go elsewhere. I do, like, I got way shameful about the Facebook thing. <laughs> just seeing, you know, what you're, what the pool that you're entering into, I, I just, I love the idea of just little clever anecdotes, something, oh, look at me, I've got a sense of humor, and then some, you know, then a plug. Right, exactly. But, uh, you got to make Yeah, some, I just, gotta, I got to get back into the, you know. Got to keep them fresh. Well, I. Got to keep it human. It's so funny know. that you mentioned flyers, because it was. It wasn't, in fact, the, the. Can we bitch about the Landry administration? You can do whatever okay. you want. Because the thing is, 
flyers used to be a vibrant part of the art of, of the sort of the scene. Like and, beautiful, and, beautiful, and beautiful. And beautiful and beautiful visually. And then staples. And the, and the melds and mounds of staples. And I just remember, I mean, like, me and, you know, I used to mean you cross paths with Rob Mercurio putting up flyers, you know, and there's yeah. something, you know, and, and the, but I mean, in the end, it costs like, you know, eight, 20 bucks in the flyers and you burnt a lot of gas and you killed a bunch of trees, but man, it looked beautiful. And this whole sort of ordinance where they're like, let's beautify our fucking telephone poles. I mean, for fuck's sake. And, 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 you yeah, know, I, I remember that. That was shortly after I moved here. About yeah, the, a all year of a sudden, after all I was of a sudden, the, the city was like, the city was like, the city was like, we will notify the club and fine them, so they're going to take shit. it out of your pay. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, you still do it, right? Flyers? Well, I saw them. Well, we make, yeah, yeah, you, but you probably, there's kiosks. Yeah, so he's a felon or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some restaurants. There's Mostly places. Shops, really. Yeah, there's yep. places. But, but, the, but the idea of, like, the pole and the pole etiquette, you know, like, you didn't want to, yeah, you didn't put yeah. your shit over somebody else's show or Try you had to, to go kind of higher up. You know, find a taller guy. Yeah. It was being handled. It was, yeah. Did they really find clubs? They really started finding clubs. That is why there are no more. It's like, it's like, it's like when the guy showed up, he's like, oh, I'm going to be sensitive to the culture. And he showed up at the second lines and decided from looking at it that we could be charging these food truck people. Like, are you, we could be charging the people selling. Like, that what you got for that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well anyway, I, 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 and, and trust me, I'll be cleaner when we do the other one on for WWNO. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You would be edited. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We'll do this. No, it's, uh, this is just a rehearsal for We have an eraser. That's good. Get it all did you know? now. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> I, I, I do. What was the name of the show? It was called At the Movies, and it was with uh, these two guys, and I did a very impassioned defense of the Empire Strikes Back because they were like shitting on it, and I was like 11, <laughs> and I went on WWNO, and I was like... You did? Yeah, dude, you got <laughs> Well, then first was, I started on WTUL because I had this Radio Shack realistic tape recorder <laughs> and I could just pick up WTUL and I would pit, play, and record and would ride my bike down and say, put me on the radio, put me on the radio, put me on the radio. I was like eight years old. And they gave me these PSAs about VD and I was reading them in the grown-ups. No way, that's and, great. And I would go home and hit rewind and listen to it and be like, man, I fucking sound like shit. You know, no, on the radio. You know, this, gotta work on this, yeah. No, gotta work on this. Boy, it started really early, though. That's yeah, terrific. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was on I was on TUL and then uh, KRRC in Portland, Oregon, and then 13 years on WWOZ. So I've been like off the radio for as long as I've been on, which is a long ass time. Well, it's saying one thing you need to know is that all stations to the east of the Mississippi start with W, and all the ones to the west of the Mississippi start with K. Okay. Yeah, in fact, did you know that if we you... We always were, have if, an educational component. Right, well, if you're, <laughs> here's an educational component for you, that if you sign with the WGA and they're going to Taft-Hartley you on your first script, you should go and register your script. Go get a post office box on, in Algiers. You save yourself $1,500 because you don't have to join. Because of what side Whoa. of Mississippi you fall on. Really? My attention Zing. span is also very short, so I missed the second half. No, when you hear the show <laughs> yeah, later, dude, that's going to be I'm, great. I'm, no, 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 no. It's, I, <laughs> no, I'm trying to this stage. Let's go back to the stage. All you really need art. is like a, a raft. It's just you're right across the other side. It's, let's get back to talking about what? I, like, I really oh, like how you're... So what, what do you think of... How is the scene these days in like in like a in like in a post Nouvelle Orléans? K world and all that kind of thing? Is it, I mean, it's vibrant. It's good here. It's good. It's good. You're feeling good about it? Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I mean, kids, it's uh, the kids are doing stuff. Everybody, kids, grown ups. Yeah, it's grown ups are more. We got a young person with us, you know. You might want to mm. ask him. We have a five string bass player here, so what can I say? <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, the, <laughs> he didn't bite for your six string, I noticed. No, 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 no. Oh, that, that's I was too about bad. to address that. Oh, the Chris Severin, dude. Chris Severin. He's you know? my, he's my dude. Oh, dude, taking Chris, many lessons from him. He's oh, Chris Severin is such a good. He's a, he plays a six string bass. I've, he plays I've, a seven string. Actually, I've oh. seen him with. Yes. with yeah, with, with Nicholas. Uh, oh, with Nicholas. Yeah, right. He well, also did all those. I, uh, I know all those. Um, she did uh, that collaboration thing she was talking about. I didn't know if you were quiet on that or not. No. So she did the, the collaboration she did with Nicholas Payton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, so who, the, that's who was writing the song then. Yeah. Whoa. That's got yeah. Whole, that's some big stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and his album. The place um, is on fire, but don't just keep going. Yeah, it's There's okay. No We're all right. So is he doing an album called Paintings now? He's doing an album. The album has been released digitally, and it will be released. I'm not sure when. It was mastered and, by um, Blake Lay, wasn't it? By him? Oh God! Inside Baseball. Never mind. Really? I don't oh know. yeah. Uh, it'll be released in a hard hard copy. However you say it. It's called Textures. And my yeah, I know he did numbers and letters and uh, and textures was textures. after that. There you go, cool. And then yeah, and my show was called Reckless Daughter in Real Time. So I had a show of paintings, and he made an album, and we did them in real time in my studio. 
That's amazing. How'd you come it up with was the amazing. Were you a reckless daughter? It's, it's just I came up with just it. Just came up with it, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Would that be referring to your, yourself or your daughters? Not my okay. daughters. Okay, all right. Boom, boom. Um, no, mm-hmm. I, uh, and you have daughters? I do. You have two? Athena and Artemis, yeah. Oh, great names. Artemis mm-hmm. is a woman of the hunt, right? A goddess of the hunt. Yeah. And the moon. <laughs> Don't mess with her. That's Don't fuck with Artemis. <laughs> Nobody fuck with Artemis. <laughs> You'll be sorry if you did. Oh, or Athena, really. Yeah, no. Don't fuck what, with does her that, what does that mean, by the way, in Greek uh, mythology? Uh, she's the goddess, the goddess of, of wisdom and war. Right. Oh, that is great. Mm-hmm. That is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're cool. If I have more kids, I will name them after the uh, street names, like Garbato and, you know, try to get more of that going. Well, we can see if that's the thing. In New Orleans, if you're a Latin scholar and a New Orleanian, <laughs> you got to learn both pronunciations. Oh, like CL10, that kind uh, of thing? Yeah, or clear, 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 yes. So are you having more children? I, uh, that's something I... My wife would be very surprised about if she hears the show. Is I think I think I'm we're kidding. done. Both my sons are at Tulane. I think that uh-huh. I mean, we put this. Yeah, let's, this is this, this is out just now. Yeah. You yes. too could have an Athena and Artemis, though. That's it's right. nice. My kids get to go to school for nothing, so I can there just keep go. taking them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, Noah, you uh, were you named after the Ark, or uh, you came from a very biblical family? No, not really. No, I think my parents liked the way the name sounded, mostly. Mm. Who runs Who runs Naughty's uh, socials? That is Nick Elman, who's our uh, alto and baritone saxophone player. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do a lot of uh, on-the-road uh, cataloging via Instagram, that sort of thing? We like to take pictures of ourselves eating at Whataburger. Nice. That's yeah. kind of our favorite <laughs> you, chain uh, that we really Do you follow um, your BMI Live paperwork? You know, I don't think we do. Is that's that you mean? Dude, I make like seventeen dollars and fifty cents a month just telling them the, the, when I play my stuff oh, at, the, at the three muses. Yeah, Hell yeah. Oh no. yeah, man. Register your shit. And, We've and been talking about that for like three years and have never followed through. It, it's it's it, in two keystrokes you can make seventeen dollars and fifty cents a month. Tell, tell me more. Do you have to like nice. you have to write each song that you played down? How does it? Well, once you if you're a BMI artist, this is just a, for yeah. example. I yeah. think this is actually how they chase down clubs that don't pay their license because they ask you to go around and yeah. report everywhere that you played, right. and then so they say, oh. But and now that you've reported these BMI, these places that pay the BMI license, here's some BMI money. But I really think they're trying to chase down, you yeah. know, places that don't, you know, yeah. have a license, which I won't name because I like working there. So right, you know, right. so yeah. I'm, I'm not going to rat them out. But uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a. This is oh my god, we have tangentialized on the most insignificant fact. <laughs> no, oh, no, that's no, interesting shit. That's what happy hours are all about. Right Just, on, you know, dude. Wherever you're going. You know? I've taught finance at Tulane for thirty years, but you are the one laying in these financial tips strange here. little, strange little income. Fifteen hundred going across the, le- the income, river and income stream. You I know? think it's a good threat to throw at the club. You know, if the hospitality's not right. Right, or man. Like, you, come you, on, like you didn't have my. You know, you. You know, right, exactly. I asked for a dozen waters, so yeah. I'm reporting yeah. you to ASCAP. Yeah. Yeah. ASCAP, CSAC's coming for you, bitches. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mr. Blue M&M. Yeah, there's a, that's what you need. They, uh, geez, they, what you, um, what would be the next level for you, Noah? What, would, would there be a club or something or a, some, something where you would be like a ta-da thing? A bigger, meaner booking agent who would like shove them in on bills that they didn't even deserve to be on because they were that mean and fighting for them. Whoa. Yeah, that would be great, actually. <laughs> or I, I mean, the next level would be doing more, uh, like, festivals around, you know, jazz festivals and also kind of the hippie jam band festivals. Yeah, yeah. Um, that stuff and, you know, actually selling tickets when we tour and, you know, actually making Did some money. Did you see Electric Apricot? No. Oh, my God. Electric Apricot, the quest for Festeroo, done by fellow bass player Les Claypool. It's a really hilarious jam band spoof. Uh, <laughs> oh, I might. Yeah, I might think that was fun. Festeroo. <laughs> <laughs> you might. You might. You might. You might also find it painful. You know, but because uh, now that would be cool, wouldn't it? No, if like I mean, you get on that circuit and it's all summer yeah. long. There's festivals, right? There's. Do you I, guys absolutely? How frequently do you guys get on jam cruises? Uh, we've never done really? the jam cruise. Get out of here. Uh, uh, principal or for or our studio audience? What oh, is no, a jam no, we cruise? We would love to do that, but yeah. we've never been asked to do it. Man, you, but, I mean, you guys would be perfect for it. Yeah. You get on a cruise ship? Yeah, jam cruise. All right, yeah. Uh, Davis, you, I'm sure you've been on a cruise. I've not been invited on any cruises. Let me explain this to everybody. So uh, <laughs> I believe it originated with jam bands or, you know, sort of jammy music. They Somebody rented a cruise liner and put a bunch of jam bands on it, sold tickets to go on a cruise with jam bands. So, you know, you stop at a couple of places, but really what you do 
is cruise through the ocean with your favorite jam bands. And, and really, now there's a, and now there's a blues cruise. Oh yeah, yeah. The thing is, Andrew is diversified. Speaking of this, is that we need a poignant, funny solo act singer-songwriter cruise, and we could both be on it. You think? You think we could be asked? But what cruise do you think it would be? The jam cruise. What we couldn't. It wouldn't be a jam cruise. No, no, no. It would be. It would be the funny, poignant singer. We could just go on any cruise. They all have weird little varieties. Sure, they sound good. You bring your own mic. You know what you got a crowd. Yeah. I don't think being trapped on a boat with a bunch of I was going to say, now, you would get groupies that would just, you know. Well, uh, you've nailed it on the head. I've been, I've been on one of these music cruises, and there's, a, in fact, believe it or not, like an Americana songwriter cruise. Oh, I didn't there? know. Oh. oh. Yeah, and, and I'm so pumped that there is. I thought I had to be in a different genre to be on one of these cruises, but apparently not. That's great. But, yeah, is here's the dark secret though? about it is these people are going on these cruises because <laughs> what they really want is to, like, end up in the elevator with somebody they kind of know or appreciate musically so they could just talk to them and then like uh-huh. find them at the buffet and sit with them and you know it's it, they yeah, know that they're them. on the boat for a week and they oh. can't go anywhere and they're we excited would, about that. This is my you know. this I think is my we call di- that a stalker. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a little bit my, of that. my my dignity stalker moment scene. I had. Uh, <laughs> this is a couple of years ago when uh, when uh, Ray Davies was playing at the uh, playing at Voodoo Festival and we were all sort of backstage in there and then Ray Davies sort of walked out of somewhere was standing there sort of taking in the sun and I saw him and he saw me and then he just gave me this look and kind of held up his hands and I was just like held up my hands and I was like absolutely respect man and I just Whoa. walked away and he was like because it's like he was like I was like dude last thing he wants is someone right. bending his ear about Waterloo cocksucking sunset one more time but, so you just walked through the fairgrounds with your singing Lola by yourself I just let him be and it was like it was a moment of like Dignity amongst uh-huh. humanity. Uh-huh. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, those um, and, and, and then there's the rest of the music business. And then uh-huh. you waited for him by his hotel door. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Right, right, right. Hi, right. It's Davis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, Ray. You remember me from such stockings as... I remember I waved at you. But Andrew, you don't, you, further than that, Andrew, right? Andrew, you don't know my name, do you? Do what? You, are you, how tired, do, you get tired, or do you get tired of that, Noah? You don't know me, do you? You don't remember me, do you? Uh, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, they want to have sex with you, don't they, Andrew? I mean, it's, you know, that's well, part of it, isn't uh, it? They're often, I, well, sometimes. But, sometimes, you know, right, I, re- I think time. most of the time it's more like they're with their significant other and they're both in on the act where they both love, you know, going oh, to, yeah. like, just, yeah, kind of. So they both want to have sex with you. Yeah, that's, that's what you're saying. That's a whole different show. I, d- I don't know, they honestly. They just, I just don't know. They just want to cuddle. That is great. They just want to feel close to you. Noah's could... going, how many years away am I from this? This is incredible. This, this <laughs> <laughs> you're one jam cruise away from this. <laughs> you're one jam cruise away. You will know. You will go to the jam cruise and you will know. <laughs> you're just one jam cruise away. <laughs> Davis oh, Rogan, Kefford Music, BMI. <laughs> sex Down. in the morning in the evening. Hey, we got fun. There's a... No, is, there's no art, art cruise, right? No art, just, no art cruise in the house. That would there be never so, Oh, really? I, I don't just like a, being the, the trapped thing, being trapped on mm-hmm, the nose. Mm-hmm. No, what, no, about, no. what about your uh, but, but buyers I mean, just and imagine viewers? A, uh, they, they get all... Uh, they get too chummy? My buyers and viewers? Yeah. People... Well, Everybody wants to meet the artist, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people want to meet the artist, yeah. yeah. Do you have like a set thing you say that pleases them and then they go off? No, no set thing. Yeah. Got to read each person. To <laughs> just, no, everybody, they just, people just want to know why you do what you do. Yes, and patrons, I mean, there's, there's patrons and questions. clients yeah. and then yeah. occasionally patrons become friends or clients. I mean, you know, there's, there's a, or stalkers. Or, yeah. Yeah, all, all of the above. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's about human relations. I like people you know, who and, like my art. Yeah, I really do. That's good. I because do. you like money. That's well, one no, of the I mean, I'm, I'm a genuine yeah. sucker. I like, I like a, to sell my stuff. Yeah. I'm also a genuine sucker for people who are fond of what I do. You know, that, yes. that touches the idea that you've made a connection or that yeah. someone can it's like. It's all about a connection. You know, someone, Davis, someone who is. can quote your. Someone, when someone quotes your lyrics, that's just like. Oh, when yeah. someone knows the name of a painting that you made in 1998. Exactly. Yeah, yeah look at that. That's my best friend for life. Andrew, what do you have that. that, that has that same feeling. Like somebody oh, it's, I think, I remember think I was just said, saying, like, you know, man, saying, remember yeah. a lyric that's special. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. And then Noah, they always come up to you and go, you still with those guys? That's how they... they say. Uh, I mean, occasionally people come up to us and say, like, you know, we like your music and maybe this song in particular. And I'm usually like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I'm so glad that you like it. That's great. <laughs> it doesn't happen often enough that it's annoying. Yeah. It, it, that, that, part, that never yeah. gets old. No. no, I mean genuine, genuine people who get what you do. Yeah, 
you know. I think if you have any shame in your body, you know, like unless you're in a, a complete egotist, I mean, of course we all have it a little bit to be creating things, but then there's that other, you know, piece of the puzzle that tells you, you know, who are you to put this thing out there or, you know, you just doubt it and doubt it and doubt it until somebody else comes and says, I like that. And then you say, oh, shit, you know, you've, you've put something out there that didn't exist before you put it out there, and then somebody was affected by it. And then, no, yeah, it's well, validating. That'll make and, it go yeah. forever. But yeah. and any artist on any level feels no, the same way. Totally. I've met artists who are in books and museums and history, and, and they are very insecure about their work, and they all still are surprised when somebody loves really, them. After yeah. years I mean, of success. Yes. Oh, well, I think it's the nature sure. of the beast. Artists are insecure beings. I got a question for Is you Is that guys. why they do art? I don't know if it's why no. we do. I mean, I just think, well, it's why you keep doing stuff because okay. you're still trying, you're trying to always. So, it's so about your mother's basically, is it right? There? Maybe no. more my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an idea that I'm, I'm curious about for you guys, you creative guys and gals. Uh, when, uh, <laughs> when, when you are creating these days or in the past or whatever you've tried, uh, how often do you feel like you need to bounce this off someone who's not in the band or, you know, not yourself? How often do you feel like you need some outside opinion from a trusted colleague or even a stranger to, to, to move forward or even to decide if it's done or these sort of things? Or do you just go with, this needs to be my mind, my vision, our band's song, so nothing else can come in? No, just, I you know, love feedback. Me too, but I don't know how much I, I like, should... okay, the Cox Cable Guy. Best critique I've ever gotten was when I had the Cox Cable guy come over and nice. he sat down in my studio and gave me a little 20 minute Love it. critique. No yeah, way. It was really, really the best. Yeah, what is that? Just from the heart. He just he liked it, but he told me why he liked it and how it, it was all about how it made him feel. That, when, and that's all I can If you're about. getting that, the cable bill is not that expensive in reality, uh, right? I mean, they, no. they, they pretty much pay me. I <laughs> like to <Yeah>. know. <laughs> how do you guys do it in Naughty Professor, you know, in, in, in terms of. Composing a tune, you know, I'd imagine there's a, a fair amount of improvisation even in the parts that you keep eventually. But, but you know, how is it's got to be diplomatic? I'm sure there's six people, six creative energies. But six how do you decide when it's done? You know, what do you? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I Are mean, there we have songwriters in your group, or everyone writes, but some okay. people more than others, and we do some things. Some songs have come together very collaboratively, and then some have, have been really, like, from the pen of one person. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say it is, when I write a song, it's very helpful. You know, I usually have my insecurities about it, but when I bring it into the band and hear them play it versus just me playing different parts on my computer on Logic, I'm usually very... It really comes to life, and it usually seems so much greater than it did. And usually... I don't, I don't very often need critiques from outside people, but just the critiques of the people in the band yeah, that's nice. is enough to help it become you know, what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like t we just rehearsed today, we were working on a new song that our tenor sax player wrote, and we're playing a gig in Jackson, Mississippi this weekend, and we don't really have a lot of respect for Jackson because the one time we went there, there were four people at our gig and we're kind of like, fuck Jackson. So that's a good place to try the song Not out the for the first time. Martins, or Martins, yeah. Martins, oh my God. Jackson yeah. is the only place I've bought a hotel room uh, in, in uh, before showing up and mm -hmm. didn't stay there because when we showed up, <laughs> we had to get out of town. Yeah. Oh, man, so, I, I actually kind of like 119 Underground and the George Street Grocery. I, yeah. Helen Miles. Helen, Helen Miles, Miles is all right. So, and then, of course, Mills, the mating call yeah. of an old Miss girl. Y'all, I'm so drunk. Howdy, <laughs> <laughs> toddy. So we, uh, you know, we want we want our shit to be good before we play it in New Orleans. But we, you know, playing, touring, and playing, you know, different uh, levels of gigs is good for trying out new material totally. we've learned. And can you be critical of a guy that wrote a song, um, but in a nice way, or does it always get? mean or there's it doesn't good, ever get there's, mean. There's good critique and bad critique and I mean and, and I think you've got to learn how to like offer positive criticism. I mean I've had you know <laughs> writing partners yeah. sometimes and, and, and more times it works out better me alone but you've you know You've got to you've got to think of. I mean, telling someone something sucks is not an effective note. And if in the end you want to like do is like actually change something, then you should you should say, I don't know about that. But you offer up one or two ideas which they might in turn reject for something better, so they still have ownership. Yeah. But you've been able to get your point across. Yeah, I love the idea of an open mic where you play two or three songs and someone you know out at the bar says, I really like that second one. 
In other words, the second one was better than one in three. Right. You know, it's just helpful things like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you play a friend a couple of songs, and they react better to one. You know, you get you get what you get from that. You know, it's not, it's not. You know, they're not steering the ship or anything. But I think things like that. Andrew, are I think you've had a fair amount of therapy. That's a very good answer. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> None actually, but I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Now, what do you in in art though? It's it's different. Like you go to like how'd you present to uh, the, the gallery you just, you just finished up at? Is, do you pitch them? Mm, I've always had a gallery ever like since I was 22 okay. or something. I just get, you get introduced to people and you the, I think a, a really good thing for a visual artist to remember is you, you only want to try and be in a gallery where your work belongs. Where huh. it makes sense. How do you know where it belongs? You just, feel, you just, you just, you talk to the people. You go to shows. You see how they treat their artists. You see how their art, what their artists make. Yeah. It doesn't mean it has to look right. like the other artists, but you just. I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying to get in a place just because it has a great reputation or something like that. Yeah. So you just you want to be like where you feel good and where they love you and support okay. you. Okay. And you know it's interesting because Davis, you once played at a Piccadilly cafeteria and you said that's <laughs> not where I belong. Yeah. Are uh, more talking points about the Carver Theater? The Carver Theater is open. We're open for business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are really, really awesome. And uh, this is this is why I'm here. So my career uh, and the and the ashes of, of the heap of ashes upon which it is or whatever or is isn't aside uh, the Carver is really awesome it's new and, and y'all should definitely just come check it I out I can't it's wait Davis. Carver Theater on the way. I'm look, I've got it. some free tickets I'm going to hand them I, to you I want to come this week yeah but, oh my god, god look at me carries them with them yeah, thank exactly. you oh my god and, and I won't talk to you because I'll talk to your management because you don't bug the artist about playing at a place you bug right. their representative so yeah you can bug so, us that's go, go for simple <laughs> play look at the great well, things that are happening in this show I'm going to host again we do on I think you should Yeah, we do tell Grant that we Missed That's right. We will definitely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so you bet. Much. And, and for the mic guys and everything. You know. Oh, look at this, Thomas. You're cleaning up. We're, We're watching this handout. And then, tickets that say Carver Theater. And now, oh, when will, when will we next see you in town? Um. Well, my band is playing a gig oh, yeah, uh, this, this Monday at Gasa Gasa, right up uh -huh. the street. We're right opening down on street for here. a band called the Funky Knuckles from Dallas, Texas, an incredible fusion band from Dallas. All right. And then Naughty Professor is playing uh, at Blue Nile after Crew de Vu, which is February 11th, 11th. Oh, Saturday, right. February 11th. I'll be down there. Yeah, it should be a party be indeed. Absolutely. And Andrew, would he find you? Uh... I'll be at DBA next Thursday. Oh, good. good. What time do you get started? That'll be 10 o'clock. Oh, wait, Benny. is this live? I'm, I'm performing at Bufa's Bar uh, Solo Piano from 6 to 9 this Friday. Oh, great. And you, oh, you, and the spot you I just, this Saturday. You just got through showing. I just got finished, but then my work will be in New York March 1st uh, during the Armory Show at the Works on Paper Show, and then in Art Basel, Switzerland in um, June, mid-June. Try yeah. that, guys. Nobody... Nobody opened with Switzerland. You got it. You went. That yeah, is great. Right. Right. What can you What can you say? <laughs> Gonna head on over to Ascona and check that out. I'm, 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 and then I'm doing something in Vienna after Switzerland. Too. Oh, a small oh, show. Yeah. Four, four, four. Just gets. <laughs> well, I want to thank you all for being on the show. I want to thank also our sponsors. Uh, uh, basic Swim and Gym, a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. Bikinis, one-piece cover-ups. Everything you need for beach and poolside is at Basics Swim and Gym, right next to the lingerie store. Basics underneath on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue, a place I always see Davis looking in the windows. So it's uh, a yeah. it, they're great stores. And also by uh, Hangover Destroyer, it's the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Wow, uh, it's amazing. Uh, go to Hangover Destroyer website. Absolutely, that's, that's it's, <laughs> it's hdestroyer.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code and you get 30% off your hangover destroyer what? and seize the dawn. That Sweet. is, that is something Peter Rashidi, I've got to say, uh, congratulations and kudos on hosting a program. You just stepped right into it and I, you're, just, yeah, you're yeah. just manning the Nailed ship. It. Thank you like so a, much. Like a pro, man. Oh, my, I was just here for a hamburger and they said come over. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, let's see, I want to thank our producer, uh, Graham DuPont, um, musical director, Christian Unruh. And music producer Jean Valois, is that right? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay, these close enough. The, uh, the uh, Tom, uh, technical director Thomas Walsh, who's done an amazing job, and live feed directors uh, Asher Griffith and Grayson Jernigan. Uh, theme music was written and played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on the show, drop us a line. Our address is on the website. Check out our other happy hour shows. Uh, 
Check out our other happy hour kind of shows. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. That's me at Commander's Palace. Uh, True to the Game with Chris True. Very funny man. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Kanata. Uh, uh, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker and Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu and the podcast about death, the podcast with psychologist Dr. Arian Elfan. That is uh, death. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be terrific. It's a um, and question the question from the waiting room with psychiatrist Nick Pajak uh, and Psych Ward with Dr. Ross Shields. You know, Grant seems to have a lot of shows for people that maybe need mental health. That's yeah, a, I think know. that's like yeah. That's what I think. This is great. This is this that's is a company it's, it's a lot. Is dead. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Target. That's how bad it's. Talk gone. about Target marketing. <laughs> You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media. Uh, and we're all here in New Orleans. You can find photos from this show uh, on itsneworleans.com and our Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Catherine King. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, uh, thanks for subscribing. Uh, take a moment to rate the, and review us. That always helps us and help uh, people find us. Uh, recorded live at Wayfair on Fred Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hours of Production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, who I, I like, I really do, is uh, oh, everyone thanks, around man. the table and Wayfair and back to our office at INO Broadcasting Central. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Peter Rashidi. Next week, Rich Collins will be hosting, and we'll meet right back here then for more Happy Hour. Thanks, folks. Thanks.